There is treasure in and beyond your pain. What you seek is seeking you, beloved. To feel, transmute and alchemize pain is your power. And this power is within you right now. If you'll only give yourself permission to access it. To tune in to the truth of who you are. To allow the healing of your soul. Self-healer. Rise. Hi beloveds, I hope you are well. I hope you are feeling love today. I hope you are feeling connected to self connected to the divine. I hope this podcast finds you well. So I am so excited to finally share this podcast with you. I am joined by the wonderful, magical, beautiful Raquel Mantra from the podcast, Your Own Magic. She is beautiful. Actually, the first podcast I ever subscribed to. So it's so, so, so exciting that I get to share this conversation with you. And we really just talk about finding your purpose this podcast is golden (laughs) in fact every podcast i do is golden but that's my leo rising coming out (laughs) i love raquel so 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 much and i've also done a podcast we've also shared a conversation on her podcast so i will leave the link down below in the show notes however that podcast will be released a few weeks after this one So if that makes any sense, in a few weeks, come back to this podcast. If you subscribe to me on Instagram, you'll see it on there anyway, or at least least a little notification. That is a golden podcast too. Without further ado, as I always say, as I'm introducing someone to my podcast, here is Raquel Mantra. I'm so, so happy we're finally chatting and this is finally, finally happening. Yes after all this time how long have we been saying we're gonna do this podcast oh i know when you sent me that screenshot yesterday after all the times you waited for me i'm like yeah i can move aside whatever for her tomorrow because she's been such an angel to me so yes your priority and i'm really happy to do this thank you i totally i totally get when things just like because for me i i needed to take a step back from my podcast a little bit a little bit as well just because of what I was going through so I compl- I'm so empathetic with you know people's schedules and it's kind of like uh, how can you not be empathetic about that though well that's the beauty about our industry in a sense or community because people mm-hmm. do understand you know and because we also are the type of humans that do honor ourselves because unfortunately a lot of people that are in an industry where they really do always have to show up no matter what they sometimes Mm -hmm. don't have time to process certain things or whatever. And that just really builds up, builds up, builds up and can cause a lot of chaos for them. Whereas when we're going through something, we are able to just go through it and we can honor our time (laughs) with it. And that's just such a blessing. It truly is. Like I just love um, being able to actually be so, authentic in my expression even with my close friends like we just get each other it's just like don't ever feel like you have to say yes like I want to know how you truly feel about this thing this situation I mean those are the only kind of friends to really keep in your close circle yeah 
one yeah i have one thousand percent like when it comes to my close inner circle it's all about like the deepest purest rawest honesty yet for whatever reason because i feel like my podcast has become part of my close circle in a sense. I definitely do get extremely vulnerable. And I'm like, wait, did I just actually say that on the podcast? <laughs> <Clean>. <laughs> no, I, I've, been, I've been so raw on my podcast that it's just kind of like, well, what can anybody say about me? It's just like I've expressed who I fully am, you know? So exactly. it's like, I don't want to hide anything, you know? Well, and the thing is, it's like, that's what people want anyway. Like when I connect with a podcast, it's because I connected with the person's vulnerabilities. Mm. What maybe they, their mind or society might consider flawed. I yeah. think it's so beyond beautiful and a strength. So I love I love the rawness. I love the vulnerability. There's nothing that can really surprise me because we're human and we're all having these different experiences. Well, I'm not human. I'm just letting you know now. <laughs> fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. But did you not, did you not choose to experience like this humanness a little bit? Like, even though you're not human? I know I know I know well the thing is is that you're kind of not human but you you kind of yeah. are you're kind yeah. of not yeah I didn't even mean it in the sense of like I'm resisting the matrix no I know I know I mean it. in that way I was just trying to be like I'm an alien like I'm not yeah. but, you, know. <laughs> you are <laughs> no <laughs> Amy you either are or you're not like which one is it <laughs> <laughs> but how to find your purpose with Ricardo? Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, I love, I love, I love. Amazing. I know so many different avenues. Um, yeah. I mean, what even is purpose, Raquel? Like, <laughs> <laughs> question. What is purpose? You know, I feel like a lot of people before and during their or especially the beginning stages uh, when they start walking along and awakening to a more spiritual experience, just an experience beyond this physical vessel and beyond what they can physically see. But this, when they start experiencing the knowing that there's something more that meet, than meets the eye, mm -hmm. they also, we also tend to get so curious and really want to focus solely on finding our soul purpose, finding our purpose in this life, what we feel we were here to do. And that's what I feel like the definition of purpose is, is basically what you are called to do and the pursuit of this. And so, however, I've recognized that we all, because we're all so multifaceted, sure, there's this piece of us that is so curious and loves to follow things that have more of a spiritual undertone or just a metaphysical undertone. But then we also have other beautiful seeds in inside of us as well that we do also deserve to live for our soul's many purposes. See, the thing is, I truly don't believe after living feeling as though I've accomplished many different purposes or I've been challenged by facing purposes that I still have yet to fully embrace. Mm -hmm. 
I realized that there really is not one sole purpose, but many. And we also have, as well as basically missions, which is nearly the same thing. And do you, do, how do you feel about sole purpose? Do you feel as though you have one sole purpose aside from just love and experiencing true love and truth? Do you feel like when it comes to just the human experience, there are many purposes? Oh, I love that. When you said literally just then that we don't just have one sole purpose, but many, yeah. that whole being just lit up. And I was like, yeah, because I think like there are people that struggle um or at least let me just um direct this back to myself like I've definitely struggled with the thought of like you know do, why does there have to be such uh like a, a mandate of a, a strong purpose over our life outside what we're you know outside of what we're told that we should want or desire and I think for me personally I can only speak for yeah I think, please. I think it's I think it's because like for me growing up Christian mm-hmm. it's all about like God's purpose for your life mm-hmm. so, yes I was always in kind of like cognitive dissonance a little bit. Like I was always conflicted of having my personal desires that were coming from me, the depth of my soul, my subconscious mind. And then there was like the external, well, this is what God wants you to do. But no one, no one in the church would ever really say what God wanted you to do. Do you know what I mean? He was supposed to just communicate that with you. But Absolutely. Yeah. So for me, I totally resonate with what you're saying. I think for me, it's kind of like the, one of the main purposes is to experience this existence and to realize that I am existence. We're all a part of this, you know, one consciousness and one mind. And I think for me, it's ultimately um, to express myself. And yep. that, like you just said then about not just having one sole purpose, but having many in that expression, surely I'm expressing myself in many different ways. So it's all, it's all just for me personally, is just being able to express the hidden depths of my soul. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And some of the ways we find this expression is indeed, I think, the most simple way. Yet at the same time, for some people, it might not be so simple, given whatever their circumstance, their current circumstances in life, which might be clouding their vision to see their purpose, which we can talk about how we can decloud and uh, bring our purpose and everything to become more lucid so we can finally see it but one of the I just lost my train of thought but one of the because my left ear is ringing which I'm figuring out what in the world an angel yeah and so beautiful anyway but one of the ways we find this purpose is simply right in our hearts where our passion lies and what lights us up, whatever lights us up in this season, whatever we feel called to do on a continual basis that doesn't feel like we're depleting our energy because we are just so deeply lighted by it. For example, my podcast is indeed one of my purposes, sole purposes in life because it lights me. You know, it's become home for me and uh, and also the listeners have become family, you know, and I get really close with people like you and others, you know, online. And so that's for sure. One of my sole purposes is that connection, but then also connecting others, because that is just what naturally manifested from the creation of your own magic. And without getting too caught up in finding our purpose 
because mm-hmm. that could be way beyond what we've been fathom or one of our purposes, which we've probably already accomplished so many, but without getting too caught up in, oh my gosh, what is my purpose? I need to find my messaging, my purpose. Well, just live, live and follow that passion because your purpose will manifest from all your trials and triumphs in life. So beautiful. <laughs> like all I'm thinking is what, what you seek is seeking you. Yeah. You know, like, and I was going to um, ask you, do you think that our purpose ultimately benefits humanity in some way? And it's kind of like, you've kind of just said it just there. Like when you're expressing um, yourself through this podcast, it's clearly um helping or assisting those to expand their consciousness and express themselves you know and and having this platform for me as well yeah be able to like just share my healing journey it's just like at first it was really intimidating because it was just like oh my god I'm sharing my whole life online but it's it's just kind of like well that's the only way that I feel I can truly express myself after being after feeling for so many years that I just wasn't expressing myself and -hmm. didn't really know how to just express um apart from out you know within music and poetry just really being able to talk about what I'm really experiencing and and share what's benefited me on my healing journey and being able to put that out there in the in the universe or the world for everybody else to hear and it's just it's beautiful so I exactly exactly and there's gonna be people that just feel called to do something that might have nothing to do with their self-expression because that is being painted in another way that maybe the public or others might not see, but they might be, you know, uh, creating a rocket to launch into space or, you know, or creating electric cars or whatever their, wherever their genius lies. And so there is a place, I know that the education system, at least in the States, I don't know about the UK, but doesn't often highlight a child's genius. And I was actually listening to one of my friend's podcasts today. And she said that she went to, uh, her name's Jordan. She's the, the host of soul on fire, the bounce blonde. And she said that she, at her school, she went to this one school for 14 years and there was just about 42 students. It was super small, but it was a, but they focus on each kid and, you know, the kids got a lot of one-on-one time with the teachers, which is beautiful, but her teacher really encouraged her to continue writing because her teacher saw that she had a gift in writing. And so she's like, I got a lot of encouragement in that way from such a young age. And then I'm looking back at my, and, and she's just, of course, like uh, thriving and I'm so happy that her child, her child was able to experience such um, encouragement, which I believe all childs should. I felt like w- I went to a school that indeed it was a, a great school when it comes to what U.S. wanted. It was very systematic what the U.S. wanted us to learn, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yet they never really focused on the child's genius. You know, mm-hmm. the, they just focus on if you aren't a genius where we want you to be a genius, then you're not a genius, you know? And okay. so... Um, they also seem to highlight instead of our strengths seem to highlight our flaws. Like this is what you need to work on more. This is what you need to work on more, which could be discouraging for many 
children. And so there was, there's still a lot of shadow work and inner child work I need to, I'd continue to work through in order to heal that side of myself. However, fortunately, during this spiritual journey, I've seen, I've received so many synchronicities and messages and honestly, just building my trust muscle to follow my passions enough to know that somehow in some way, no matter how fast or slow the momentum goes, I'm building a beautiful puzzle to live a beautiful life full of many purposes. I love that. I love that. And it's, it's kind of like, we often um, don't realize that even within our shadow self, there can be aspects, beautiful, deeply beautiful aspects of ourselves that yeah. have been suppressed, even just by our parents and the schooling system, of course, because it's kind of that reward and punishment system that's also, or that can be the same experience that we experience at home with our parents. And yeah, I was going to ask you, do you feel that like doing the shadow work is connected to finding your highest purpose because of course the way that I see it at least is kind of like we don't really touch the underbelly of who we are the subconscious part of us the moon aspect of us because we're all so caught up in the kind of conscious aspect of us do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean so it's kind of Uh like I feel like if we heal our subconscious mind then we can get to that the core of us, you know, where sometimes many of our gifts are actually hidden there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. So one of the most powerful tools anyone can endure, and there's so many different ways to do shadow work, but is facing the shadow and seeing what the shadow is Basic why and where it's holding you back in life and just in your body and energetically and your so that way you do uncover like you unbury the treasure that's hidden within there every time I do feel lighter and lighter and I do feel as though every time I feel as though I've let something go or not even let it go but just loved it as is because sometimes it's not about needing to release it even though society might think you need a release or be a different in some way, maybe sometimes it's just simply about embracing and loving what is. And when we do, I just feel we're always gifted with a new stream. And when I'm saying stream, I'm talking about stream of consciousness to Mm -hmm. the universe or to God source, whatever. And through the stream, we'll receive different downloads, different messages that guide us. And it indeed opens doorways. And so, yeah, when you do shadow work, you indeed continue to follow the purpose, (laughs) whatever purpose, many purposes. And part of our soul's purpose, I think, is to heal these shadows, especially when we hold on to shadows from our past life. And now we're experiencing it again in this life because we still have yet to learn from it. And so the beautiful, the beauty of shadow work, we get to explore and fully understand our soul and our lessons and really learn our lessons so we don't have to carry them on to the next life or you know we just ascend to spirit guide (laughs) and love that just literally just accepting ourselves and just loving what is and you know I feel like for me doing the shadow work at the the, the beginning of um starting this journey 
journey of you know healing through shadow work because at first it began with inner child inner child healing and, and then it led up to um shadow work is yeah. once I yeah once I kind of like looked at myself this subjective uh part of me the, the underbelly of me I was like oh shit I've really opened a kind of worm's here do you know what I mean and I tried to put the <laughs> lid back on it it's just like absolutely shit, Amy, you can't just open it because now you just like I felt like at the beginning I was kind of just like being ruled or controlled by I don't like to say dark as in it's not the same thing as like evil or bad you know what I mean don't you like those darker aspects of myself yeah that I I, like suppressed or denied that really just needed mothering or just needed to be acknowledged and it was like this big like kind of worms I was like oh god I've just got to put the lid back on but the minute I started to kind of learn how to self-soothe once I allowed those shadow aspects of me to actually rise to the surface it was the most beautiful experience of actually like what you just said then like exploring my soul yeah to explore that I was just like wow yes and it's a reminder as well that you are so much more than this human you know you are so much more and you are so connected to source and yeah darkness indeed brings blessings darkness is a blessing like we grow food in the soil like we you know we were conceived in our mother's womb the cosmos is dark like we associate darkness yeah. with that and I think that's why we've been so suppressive of the of these dark aspects of us is because we literally do I think on a subconscious level associate black and darkness with bad and it's such a shame because it's like once the light because I always feel that like if you're constantly in the light then it's like surely that's going to blind you to a certain extent because you oh, yeah. to like shine <laughs> on the darkness you need the light to shine on the darkness you know it's kind of like wow absolutely and plus to be honest because we are human I don't think we are there is that dichotomy of darkness and light and really anybody that continues to just see light is truly just allowing themselves to be blinded by what's also there which is the other side of self which is not bad or good by any means Mm -hmm. not negative or positive both are honestly needed and beautiful and valuable and yeah so when you're stressed when you're depressed when you're lonely when you're feeling guilt surely especially in the spiritual world we talk about those being more low vibrational and Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, they might not be fun, yet at the same time, they're so needed for our expansion. Those different moments of challenges, which might be painted as low vibrational, so you might feel guilt. Well, what if you were to shift your perspective and you're like, you know what, I need this for my expansion because this is part of the human experience. And maybe this is not so low vibrational. This is just because I have been elevating my vibration. And so I'm continuing to be gifted more challenges that are making me feel a variety of different colors in this human experience. Imagine perhaps, you know, maybe enlightened beings, they might feel happy and joy all the time, but I'm genuinely happy with my human experience of feeling a variety of emotions. The roller coaster emotions because I also know that's part of what I'm here to experience as a soul as a human mm, absolutely and I've, I've even questioned myself in my own sometimes when I'm judging an aspect of myself in the form of like 
I'll judge somebody else, but really I'm judging an aspect of myself. Like even just labeling for me anyway, labeling something as, oh, that's low vibrational. But really (laughs) that's just where they are in their consciousness or their experience. Maybe they need to go through that in order to learn on their journey about themselves. And it's like, well, Amy, you've been there before. Yeah. I often have days where I'm quote unquote low vibrational. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like experience it all. But the thing is when, especially when you really dive into the spiritual space, I have felt before pretty sad or felt shame and guilt for feeling low vibrational feelings. And one of my close friends who, I mean, she channels, she's deeply connected uh, with the guides, with the whatever, you know, she's just a very in tune human. And she reminds me of how we basically just sometimes get drunk on this life in high times and in low times, but neither is really high or low vibrational. That's just a way that's honestly, I feel like a way of the spiritual ego can paint certain images in some way to like, okay. So the matrix of course has their way of, painting an image for people to live or to see or to hypnotize people to mm-hmm. follow certain movements or something in this society right yeah. and of course people easily like for example people are extremely political here and wow. for yeah. them they're in a stage where there's a high and low free high versus low frequency given the stage of life they're in. I don't know if you ever listened to my spiral dynamics episodes. I can talk about spiral dynamics in a second, but for them, was they're that in that- you were, was huh? that the drawing? Did you oh, talk about yeah, No, it's not like drawing. It's I'll tell, I'll talk about it. It's really interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. But And then let's say you recognize like, okay, that's really a part of the matrix and we are so much more than what society is really trying to narrate for people to really buy into and fully believe in, which there are certain movements, I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't say movements, but just like certain things that I am happy people are acknowledging, you know, but other than that, like, you know, my dad, he listens to the news all the time and so does my mom and um he's a trump supporter my or no my my dad's a biden supporter my mom's a trump supporter you know and it's so that's quite the dichotomy in that household but um and yet that for them he sees you know my dad sees people that are trump supporters as low vibrational so that's his stage but then let's say you move beyond the matrix and the news and yada yada Now, there's also this spiritual ego, I've noticed, where people are deeming certain things high and low vibrational frequencies, probably perhaps because they fear certain things that they might deem as low vibrational, whereas that's their narrative that they place on it. And if you ever listen to Abraham Hicks or any law of attraction types of series, they often say like, yeah, or... Or also quantum physics, like, yeah, what you truly believe with something in your narration of that one thing is a created story for you. So there are certain things that people will say is a low vibrational and some people will say is high vibrational, yet maybe that is simply from their perspective, but then someone else's reality could be completely different because source wants to experience all things, the beauty of all yeah. things, if that makes sense. Just, and yeah, so it's just when we do 
sorry, sorry, sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Ask, ask. No, I was, I was just going to say, it's kind of like, well, instead of saying like what's uh, high, uh, high vibrational and lower vibrational, like I've just been like looking within and, and using when I'm talking to myself or when I'm, you know, through my own stream of consciousness, I've kind of been like challenged to say to myself what's beneficial for me. Yeah. Right now. And you know, intuitively you do. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, and there's always a thing called, I know a lot of people don't like this word, but balance, you know, and I love that word. I know. I think it's a wonderful word. I don't know why people don't like that word to get triggered by that word. Probably because it, their life might be really, you know, busy or something. I have no idea, but uh, you trying to gaslight, not gaslight them, bypass their experience maybe yeah that for sure bypassing their experience yeah that's for sure probably one of the reasons I have no idea why I've always wondered and I've heard people <laughs> articulate why and it still doesn't resonate <laughs> makes yeah. Sense. but um yeah like they're in my eyes from my lens from my perspective and everything I say is truly from my perspective and it might not mm-hmm. resonate with someone else and that's fine and that's beautiful because we're all so beautifully unique but mm-hmm um when it comes to uh what was when it comes to balance um mm-hmm. some people you know they need to be super like just focus on their spirituality from time to time or their soul work or their shadow work like I needed that time to just breathe and <laughs> really focus on myself you know um when before the when you and I were going to record an episode but then you know well I just I just needed some time right so there was that but then when I finally felt refreshed with that I can finally like live and feel a little normal again have a sense of normalcy but when but then there are times where people love to just focus solely on that and they (laughs) will completely reject or avoid anything that has nothing to do with whatever they're focused on when it comes to spirituality or when it comes to their business or when it comes to whatever, you know? And so, because from their perspective, if they don't do this one thing, if they don't wake up every day at, and I know it's from experience, if I don't wake up every day at 5am and then meditate and read for a long time and journal every single day and then do yoga, then I'm going to be completely off. And this is my narrative. But then I learned like, wait, there is a sense of balance where there it's fine for me to sleep in sometimes, or it's fine for me to also sometimes maybe not meditate. So when I go back and meditate a couple days or a week later or so, it's like really feels just I I'm excited about it even more does that make sense and so uh, yeah. and, and then there are times to go out and socialize and there are times to stay inside and I think that's really important for people to highlight and it a lot of people might not want to go out and socialize because they might say oh this is low vibrational <laughs> like yeah if this is if, if that's not intuitive for you then definitely yeah. not but if you're excited about it if it lights you perhaps you know there's someone you're supposed to meet when you go out you know like follow that ping and that nudge and that's your story if that's and that in it's uh, in and of itself can be high vibration I'm also saying this because I often hermit myself or just stay by <laughs> myself for a long time and I didn't understand why I felt like this missing piece of something right and then I mm-hmm. finally went out and I was hanging out with a lot of friends and we just had like an amazing time and I needed that refreshment. And Mm -hmm. even though like, I was like, okay, well what we're doing and whatever, like 
what's around me. This feels super mm-hmm. low vibrational, which I still didn't connect with some things that was around me. I still felt like I was on a high for being around people and finally socializing. And I needed that to rejuvenate myself. And then I felt literally loads better the next coming days. It was, a, it was the, the best. It was the best feeling. I love that. It's, it's kind of like, you know, again, this is going back to me being raised religious. So there was a very, you know, long part of my life, large part of my life, where I was a, a very extreme individual. Right. Uh, yes. And in my, I was always on the extreme end of the pole. So say, for example, how like when we're talking about balance, it's kind of like, well, heat and cold, it's just the same thing, really. It's just degrees where you're moving further and further toward hot and you know further and further toward cold. So for me, it was kind of like being on that extreme end of the pole. It's kind of like I, I can under- kind of understand why, understand why human beings can be like, oh, well, that's low vibrational. I'm not going to do that because they're kind of... They've, they've, they've fixated themselves at one extreme end of the pole. Do you know what I mean? And therefore they're Absolutely. not really in the flow yeah. of their own existence. Because if you, if you were just flowing in your own existence, you'd be able to go, hmm, maybe I do want to experience that right now. Maybe yeah. not. Rather than be going like, before you've even allowed yourself to even just flow through that experience, you're like, that's low vibrational and I don't want that. And it's kind For of like, sure. well, exactly. You know what's low, you, you know what's low vibe for you mm-hmm. and high vibe. <laughs> exactly yeah and I know that when it comes to my like certain foods but that's for my own self and also well it does seem like a lot can relate to others but you know um like for myself I'm plant-based but and I think you are too yeah right but most of my friends to be honest and they are super high vibe beings that are super connected and they might channel they do a lot of you know, they're very deeply connected. They're following their purposes. They're facilitating a lot, healing a lot of people. And some of them eat meat. I think mm-hmm. that Eckhart Tolle does. And I think Byron Katie does, you know, like, so it's truly just about someone's experience. But then this, a lot of people will be like, meat is a low vibe food. And it makes a world of sense. I'm like, yeah, I don't like why, why eat something that, you know, like to me, that makes sense. Yeah. But exactly. it's also interesting that some people that are so connected and in their purpose and in their mission, and maybe their mission is not even a spiritual mission, you know, they, they have a completely different life. And that's the, also the beauty of it. It's like, there's so many people that are doing so many amazing things for the world that might not even have a deep connection with source or God. And I'm, I'm thankful that I do. But it's amazing to see some people don't, yet they still are following the nudges that their guides <laughs> are gifting them, you know? Yeah. That, that's so interesting that you just said that because it's almost like for as much as, and I've said this in the past, obviously we're, we're both sharing our personal experiences here anyway, but yeah, <laughs> I, I said in the past as a, as a vegan that like, or somebody that seeks vegan food basically, oh, like, ugh eating meat is so low vibrational but yeah. as a vegan if I'm eating junk food all day if I'm eating skittles and Starbucks <laughs> chips I mean it's clearly there's a lot of chemicals and toxins in like vegan junk food yeah. kind of like that's kind of the same thing in a sense if you just say if you're just seeing it as that's low vibrational but rather rather than having a balance and enjoying the quote-unquote low vibrational foods whenever you want to want to eat them do you know what I mean like it's, oh, it's yeah. about going it's like I wouldn't judge somebody else for eating meat. Right. But for me, for me personally, 
I went through a huge spiritual awakening when I went vegan. Yeah. I I only talk about my experience. And this, yes, we'll definitely, I, we definitely have to talk about that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah. And when it comes to also, like you said, the vegan junk food as well, because I, for the longest time as an extremist myself as well, same thing. I was only eating the purest, cleanest foods. I looked at every ingredient. I didn't want certain oils in my food. I didn't want, you know, definitely didn't want sugar. It could maybe be coconut sugar. Like I was so obsessed with every ingredient. And I still look because I do want to be conscious about what I put in my body the majority of time. However, I like I was talking about balance and I do think to ease your soul if you don't have a narrative that is tied to this is going to do harm to my body and you mm-hmm. just are like I just truly just want to enjoy this there's a reason why there's certain things called soul food just food that nourishes yeah. your soul like, <laughs> there's this vegan donut in front of me right now I want it I don't care what you say I'm gonna eat it but that and this is super new for me this is only within the past maybe like eight months or so and so it feels so, and I'm letting you know how liberating it is to just feel like, a sense, you know what? I think I, it's so important to have that healthy relationship with food where you're not in mm-hmm. fear of it. Cause that yeah. the fear is low vibe. The fun exactly. exactly. Rather than labeling something I, I feel you like I go through these moments, like I'm in a, in a, in a detox moment at the minute where I'm just having a few days of just, um, not so many solids, just a lot of like liquids. And I think that's just be- just because I've had gluten in the past few days. So uh-huh. gluten really disrupts my digestive system and it really right. bloats me out. And for the most part, I don't eat it. You pretty much cut it out by 90%, but I don't feel comfortable with being like, I'm never going to eat gluten again. Right. Good like, for you. Good for you. Like a, it's like the odd time I might want a Domino's vegan pizza and it's not gluten free. You know what I mean? There's so, Domino's vegan pizza? Oh my God. Do you have Domino's? Wait, what? Me? Of course we have Domino's here. Wait, what? I don't know if the, you know what? I looked it up at the one here to see if they had a vegan one. I don't think they do. That's the most orgasmic pizza I've ever had in my life. And I was just like, they, I think they released a vegan pizza maybe a year ago in London or, or a few places around the UK. And I was just like, I'm waiting for Manchester. What's going on? And then a couple of weeks ago, they were like, yes. And I'm telling you, it just tastes like a normal normal it just tastes like a cow pus filled pizza oh my gosh so good that is amazing see and there you go right there there you have it that excites you and that takes the ease off and honestly and of course what abraham hicks or other you know people Mm -hmm. that um channel certain messages when it comes to food say they're like really it's how you feel after when and after you eat the food I'm yeah. in the vortex eating my pizza. Yeah. You what? Yes. One million percent. And that really has helped me out a lot. I used to suffer with a lot of gut problems. And of mm-hmm. course, I've taken certain supplements that definitely helped. But then what really, really helped is when I shifted my narration from the fear of certain foods and the guilt to yes. literally like yes. just loving it and enjoying it. And I literally, I don't even remember the last time I was having a crazy bloat problem. Knock on wood. Um, but I feel amazing. And yeah, so it's just, it's all perspective and f- really being conscious about your thoughts around 
everything you do, especially when it comes to what you consume, whether that's food, what you watch, everything else. Exactly. Because I might not even have that much bacteria in my gut. So I literally like got these uh, a couple of days ago, these friendly bacteria, acidophilus, acidophilus. <laughs> nice. <laughs> good. Acidophilus. Like probiotics? Yes. Amazing. Those are <laughs> must. Yeah. And it's, you know, even when I was um, speaking to someone at Holland and Barra, anyway, <laughs> um, I, they were just saying like, obviously, if you just have a little bit of a break from gluten and maybe just add a bit more friendly bacteria, eventually down the line, you might be able to eat gluten again. That's amazing. Yeah. So, I always wonder that because, yeah, I know some people are super gluten intolerant. I'm actually very gluten intolerant, which is surprises me given my history of eating disorders, but like I can talk, but you know, what? I'm sure I can't have too much of it because I don't, I rarely have it, but that's not because I'm avoiding it. It's because probably what I usually buy doesn't really have it. Um, yeah. But that, not yeah, like if you heal that gut in some way, I'm yeah, sure and also you just like not fear it and you have the intention of allowing yourself to have it on occasion you'll be fine I'm sure that will manifest I think also looking at um when I'm thinking about astrology for a minute and 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 the mother being the moon and the subconscious mind and the underbelly of who we are because I'm cancer ruled by the moon I've always had issues with my gut and I think it's related to that the subconscious aspect of me I'm just flowing with like my own body and I think that my gut issues it's not just the gluten it's a lot of my trauma it's all like a all my weight goes to my stomach for sure yeah you know what I mean so I feel like healing my own mother wound um because I have a lot of issues with not so much issues but I experience a lot of anxiety and kind of you know no matter how much I've been um meditating um and teaching meditation it's just like I I personally experience a lot of panic disorder and panics and stuff like that and I think it's to do with my mother wound as well and a lot of things that I feel I need to heal there you know yeah. so it's that's not part of the, your beautiful journey in your 30s right now is healing the mother <laughs> how do you go about that usually oh my gosh I've just said I'm a podcast holder oh my gosh what <laughs> <laughs> Because people are always trying to guess how old I am. And I'm like, it's not about how old I am. It's about how young I am. Like my niece a couple of days ago, she's like, Auntie, you only look 17. And I'm like, I know. Yes, exactly, man. Exactly, Ma. You got that right. (laughs) It's so interesting. I know that I'm 30, but I truly feel like I'm, you know, in my early 20s or something. It just, it's so relative. And I feel, yeah, I feel young. We both look young. We are young. Are you kidding me? 30 is like the 30s are the new 18. What's anyone talking about? It really about? is. <laughs> 40 to 30. Uh, exactly. And I think like even when I was in the park today, I think myself, I saw this woman, it might have been a, a daughter or a niece, I don't know. And she was, you could tell physically that, that she was just not by her energy or anything like that. Just physically, she was maybe in her 40s. But the life that was like exuding from her being, she was so full of life. She was running around with a little girl. She was doing cartwheels and all sorts. And I was just like, yes, you are in touch with your inner child woman. It's just like oh. skipping around because it's like my nieces and nephews, they like, they do not accept that I'm 33. They're just like, Auntie, you feel like you, I feel like you're really young. And I'm like, I know, just in touch with my inner child. And, you know, it's well, yes, you're, but the thing is, it's at 33, really, really genuinely still is so young. It's so interesting. Like, 
because my dad's 76 and he just looks back and he's like, you're seriously still a baby. You still have so much life. Cause you know, he literally has 46 years on me or 45. He's 75. He has 45 years on me. And he, he was 45 when I was born and he still has 45 years on me and he's lived so much life. And I'm like, we literally are just scratching the surface in a sense. Cause we still have so much life. I know. I remember like literally feeling at the age of 18 where my eyes were open to so many things. I was like, where have I been my whole life? Like, <laughs> for real. I, I love, I don't know about you, but when I was 18, I thought I knew everything. Then when I was 20, I thought I knew everything. Yeah. And then when I started to really know everything, like even right now, I'm like, I don't know anything. <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> oh my God. I listened to this. Uh, well, not only your amazing Euro Magic podcast, which all of my beautiful followers should go and subscribe right oh. now because it was the first podcast I ever listened to and oh. I fucking love it. Oh, I, lo- I fucking love you. <laughs> Amy Letitia, thank you so much. I love it. I just subscribed to a podcast. It's very about the esoteric and all that jazz, you know, called uh, Know Thyself Podcast. And oh my oh. God. I, why am I even mentioning that? I don't know. I just, what was I even talking oh, about? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. But anyway. But this has been amazing. Amy, Leticia, I'm so thankful for you. Yay. One last question. Yes, yes, please. I'll ask you. Um, what steps can my beloveds take to start the journey of finding your higher self? Higher self? <sighs> yeah. Or are there any steps? Because to me, it's kind of like it's just been a journey of experiencing myself rather than actually finding myself. Mm -hmm. Well, wherever they're at, whether they feel they're seated in a space of bliss in this moment or they feel that there is a seed of doubts and insecurities and struggle and turmoil – which of course many people during this time are experiencing during these wild times in the universe or in the world on earth, whether, whether they're seated in a happy place or a little, it feels like a low place, just know, just listen within and follow that seed of passion that truly lights you up. And though the mind is going to perhaps doubt the experience in some way or prevent you from following whatever this is, that seed that's inside of you, the mind will is such a trick trickster, a big trickster, and has many different ways to try to pivot you from what your soul is calling for. Mm-hmm. And so... Note with knowing that, tell the mind and those type of thoughts to float away as you tune back into the soul and listen to the passions that truly do deeply light you. And as you follow those passions and follow the inspired thoughts and actions, I guarantee you're going to be living a life full of many purposes that are beyond what you can even fathom or create on your manifestation list right now. It's Mm -hmm. simply just allowing the thoughts of the mind, especially in stillness or focusing on your breath, the thoughts of the mind to escape for you to really tune in. 
That's so beautifully expressed. I'm literally sat here with my eyes closed listening to you. <laughs> connecting myself. I was actually closing my eyes as I said that too. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. It was so in sync. Oh, I know we are. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah, we are. And yeah, anyone listening, come say hi to me on Instagram. My Instagram is at Raquel Mantra, R-A-Q-U-E-L-L-E-M-A-N-T-R-A. And my podcast is Your Own Magic. Yay, I was just about to say that. You beat me at it, Queen. (laughs) Look at social media. (laughs) I did not even know. You know, I felt it coming. I heard it. I saw it. I was like, you know, I'll just say it. Oh my God, I love it. (laughs) I love you. I love you. Mwah, 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 mwah. Mwah.